Are you feeling like you're at a point in your relationship with your spouse that you feel maybe complacent, stagnant, to the point where you've missed that spark that you used to once feel? Um, I gotta say, we've been through that a few times in our own relationship. And just a few weeks ago, I realized that our anniversary this year would make 20 years of being together, which is technically more than I've been apart from my hubby. (laughs) And that includes eight years of dating and 12 years of marriage. So in this episode, I wanted to do a power tip, but not just one. You know me. I'm like, hey, let's give you as much as you can so you can take something back to your own relationship and hopefully help ignite that spark that you are missing in your relationship. So I figured I'd do 10 because I looked at my last 20 years with my hubby and we have grown through so much. So why not just give you as much advice as I can and you can pick one that works for you. All right, starting with number one, we're going to start off with a lesson that I've learned in homeschooling. When I first started to homeschool, I told my husband, don't worry, because he worked outside of the home five days a week. I said, I will homeschool our child and it'll be amazing. Then I realized like, that's just going to burn me out. (laughs) What actually works a whole lot better is part tip number one, let your spouse teach your kids too, but not just let them teach your kids. Let them teach them something they are already good at because number one, your spouse will feel confident in doing it. Two, your spouse will now have one-to-one time with your kids. And three, that thing will probably get done a whole lot faster. What I am referring to is my husband will probably not be the one doing the unit study with my kids, but he's the one teaching them a lot of life skills. Whenever he's changing the oil or the tires on our cars, our kids are right there to learn about it. Whenever he's welding or you know, doing maintenance to our house, he's right there with the kids teaching them. And it wasn't easy at first because my husband's like, no, you said you're going to teach them. I was like, I know, I know I said that. But what I realized was I wanted to teach more and I couldn't just do that all by myself. It's all about leveraging. And when I realized I could leverage my own husband, I said, hey, we can work on this together. And he, he realized like, okay, that'd be cool. Power tip on this tip, make sure your um, hubby understands that it's going to take some time. Patience is not going to be like the easiest, fastest lesson because they are kids. So that's just one. Number two, it does also relate to homeschooling. Include your spouse in your everyday school, like your homeschooling day. How? With pictures, videos, recaps. Let your kids talk about it. Share their excitement with the hubby when he comes home from work. And also, let them come to field trips. Schedule it around their days off. My husband used to work Monday through Fridays. So we did all our field trips on Saturday and Sundays so that he got to see their reactions, got to be a part of that memory and that experience. And that really allowed him to be included in homeschool without missing out on work days. Number three actually relates more to, it relates to business, but it also relates to your life. Make goals together, but make goals individually because you have to have your own personal goals and it shouldn't 
always evolve around your spouse because you are an individual person. And when you both are individually growing, you both now can be better for each other. And that also leads into number four. Don't impose your dreams onto them. If that dream includes both of you and you both are on the same page, then amazing. But here's a great example. I remember I told my husband, I'm going to retire you. (laughs) And he's like, I don't want to be retired. I was like, why? Don't you want to retire from this job? He's like, I love what I do. And there was a few months of me like trying to convince him to retire. Like, wouldn't you want to just like be home with the kids and blah, blah, blah. And finally he said, no, (laughs) I actually love what I do. It doesn't feel like work for me. And I had to realize like, I'm trying to change this guy and put him in a situation he does not want to be in. And I was imposing my dreams onto him. So hopefully if that is something that you guys are hitting a roadblock on together, are you imposing something on him that it's really meant for you? Number five, do personal development individually. Yes, you can attend things together. You can read the same books, but make sure you're doing your own personal development that relates to you because we are all different people. My husband learns a different way. Different people speak to him. Different books relate to him versus me. So once I remember we had a conversation and I was telling him, dude, I'm doing all this personal development and you're doing nothing. I need you to do something. He's like, I don't like what you read. I was like, perfect, find something else. (laughs) I was like, find a YouTube, find a podcast, find someone else that speaks to you. I just need you to do something. And when he started his own personal development journey, man, he, his confidence grew, his, the way he spoke and held himself grew like into a whole nother sexiness. I'm just gonna put it out there. It was like all sexy all over. I was like, whoa, where did you come from? Do more personal development. (laughs) And he actually realized like I needed this in my life. Now that leads to number six, because I wanna let you know that it's not just doing personal development from like books, podcasts, and things like that. I feel like this this should have been number one, but like I said, there's no really rank here. You should grow an individual relationship with God. We definitely grew up both in a church culture. We know of God. We understand who he is and all the things. But it wasn't until we grew our relationship with God individually where we saw each other blossom more. Our relationship became stronger together. We became better parents. We became better um, spouses for each other. So you should be working on that for your own self, not just be like, I'm going to let's attend church, church together. Let's have family prayer together. What is your relationship with God personally? And have him have his own relationship with God too. And you will see a whole nother working in itself. All right, getting all worked up here. (laughs) Number seven hot tip is if you feel like roommates, something got to change. Yes, you should never feel like a roommate with your hubby. That's why a lot of that spark is missing. This one tip on top of this one is discover new things together. Don't become complacent. Like, don't 
lead to boredom. Because once you are bored with each other, you guys don't want to be around each other. That It really isn't fun anymore. So go discover new things together. Is it a hike? We just went to go throw axes. Neither of us have ever done that. And we're like, let's just try. We went to that together. Maybe it's, you know, going to a new restaurant together, discovering something like a nice walk together. Do something different. Number eight. This also, uh, I want to say this was something that I used to do wrong. I used to say um, when I would go somewhere and I didn't have my kids, people were like, where's your kids? I'm like, oh, my husband's watching them. The truth is parent together. Your husband is not watching your kids. Your parent, your husband is a parent and he's being a parent at that point. So I, now I say the kids are with the hubby. They're like, oh, I'm like, yeah, he's awesome with them. So Change your words around how you are parenting and make sure that it supports a culture of parenting together. Number nine, show and tell your kids how much you love each other, including, especially including times when you guys are either fighting or having challenges or, you know, going through a rough time. Allow them to see, yes, the the happy-go-lucky parts of your relationship, which is important. But also the parts where I know there was one night where my husband and I were fighting, a lot of yelling. And then the next day, my son woke up and he's like, are you guys going to be okay? And I realized at that moment that I never really talked to my kids about how we made up, how we worked through challenges. So I remember talking to my hubby and then we ended up having a conversation with our kids and letting them know like, hey, you know, that is part of marriage. That is part of a relationship where we... We go through challenges. We have disagreements, but we want to show you like how we work through it. We want to show you like how we had to calm down, how we had to have a conversation, how we had to talk with each other, like the steps we had to do to improve that. So make sure that you talk about those things too with your kids. They need to know. All right. We made it to 10. Yes. <laughs> Number 10, be vulnerable with each other. And what I mean by this is share parts of you with each other without being embarrassed. That's why you are together to help support each other too. And that is leading you to utilize your strong voice and encouraging your spouse to use theirs. Let them know like, I don't want to hear what you think I want to hear. I've said that to my mommy. I'm like, stop telling me what you think I want to hear. I want to hear you. I want to hear your voice. I want to hear what you're truly feeling. Like, will I agree with it all the time no but it allows me to have a perspective of what is going through your mind and that is very important so make sure you are using your strong voice and encouraging each other to use it over and over and over again now I know I said 10 but I had a couple bonuses that I wanted to just throw in here um, (laughs) because I felt like they were important so bonus number one learn how to communicate each other's love language and if you don't know what love language is, go Google it. But I know a lot of people are like, my love language is this and his love language is that. That's the easy part, figuring out what your love language is. The hard part is actually communicating your spouse's love language with each other consistently every single day. And then also reminding each other how to communicate your love language too, like Just think about this. My husband's love language is service. So all I have to do is like clean the house every single day, but do other things for him. That's his love language. Super easy. I don't like cleaning all the time, but I know how to 
you know, support his love language. My love language, on the other hand, is words of affirmation and touch. And this guy doesn't know words of affirmation. So I had to teach him, (laughs) teach him how to like, hey, you think I look good in this? And he's like, yeah. I'm like, okay, can you tell me? (laughs) And he's like, what? I was like, that's a word of affirmation. I need you to just tell me, hey, baby, you look real good. And that's it. And he's like, okay. But I had to communicate that with him. I had to tell him like, this is how you can do words of affirmations with me. This is how you can talk with me. This is how we can express our love to each other. So that's that's a bonus that will definitely help you all. And then another bonus is learn each other's triggers and don't use it against each other. Like that is not a part of a healthy relationship. Using your triggers against each other. <laughs> don't do that. But at least learn it. I'll learn what triggers your spouse and yourself in certain situations and communicate that. You're like, you know what? That kind of triggers me. It makes me angry. Um, and and have a conversation about that and tell them, hey, like what triggers you in that situation? So you know how to work around that. So you, because most of the time you're not doing it on purpose, but you don't know what's a trigger until it happens, right? So communicate that part. And I think that is one thing we had to learn throughout the years. What was, what one, what a trigger was and two, how we're probably doing it to each other unintentionally. And number three, like learning about it so that we don't do that. We can definitely help each other grow from it. All right, my friends, that is 10 hot tips for today. And woohoo, we got through it. So if any of these really spoke to you, my hope is that you can take one of them and just take a step with it. If you have any other tips that you can share with me, I would love to hear about it. The best way to share it with me is on Instagram at Kawai underscore Aquin. That's K-A-W-A-I underscore a-h-q-u-i-n let me know about it connect with me on there and that way i can add to my own tips and you know to my own relationship with my hubby all right my friends only you can make your day amazing so go out and do that hey mama friend if this podcast inspired encouraged or gave you confidence to take action today i would love for you to share it in your instagram stories tag me at Kavai underscore Aquin. Then drop it in a message to another friend who needs to hear it too. The biggest compliment would be for you to take a minute from your busy mama day and leave me a review and subscribe. I'm so grateful for you and I'd love to keep this conversation going. The best way to connect would be in my Facebook group, bit.ly slash H-E-M support group. Till next time, lots of aloha, Kavai.